live for another episode of Athletic Insights. We're joined here tonight by our guest, Emma O'Brien. Emma, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I've been, I've been really busy lately, but it's uh, coaching and stuff, so it, it's great. Uh, what have you been up to? Um, well, I've been doing schooling. Um, it's kind of a weird time with COVID and everything, but um, it's keeping me busy, so I like that. What, what are you doing with school right now? So right now, um, I'm doing a two-year program uh, at St. Lawrence College. It's uh, the health and fitness. Very cool. And um, yeah, so I'm my last year right now, and I'm really enjoying it. And what do you want to do when you're done? Um, I'm hoping to kind of go down um, the lane of physio. Very cool. Kind of my plan, and then some personal training, obviously, and really be involved in sports. Very cool. Well, we can talk about that later, because I might have yeah, some... For sure. some uh information for you anyways uh for the young listeners at home emma was a carlton ravens basketball player who actually won a national championship so emma why don't you just take a minute here just to introduce yourself and go over your youth sports experience in brockville so what sort of sports were you playing growing up from a young age and then when did you transition into your main sport of basketball yeah so um i'm originally from brockville um and basketball was never really my main sport. Um, I was always very an active kid. Uh, I was tall for my age. Um, now I'm not so tall compared to a lot of people, but at the time I was tall. Um, so people would always be telling me, you know, you should be trying out for basketball and girls growing up um, that played for Blazers are like, you should really come out and try out. And um, I think back then there was always like during the winters, you could sign up for um, some blazer sessions where there was like shoot arounds. It was kind of like a winter camp back then. Okay. Um, but in the summers, I was a competitive horseback rider. Um, so that took up most of my time and I wasn't even focusing on basketball. And then I had a bad accident at a show um, where my horse and I crashed a jump and I actually broke my tailbone. Jeez. So I decided to um, go into a sport that's a little more safe for me. Um, and so, yeah, I just I kept getting asked to go try out. So I think grade seven, eight was kind of the year where um, I was like, OK, I'll, I'll try out. And um, that that's where it all started, really, was grade seven and eight. I was kind of a late bloomer. Yeah, it. so it sounds like it was your friends and, uh, and current Blazers that were that were encouraging you to come and try out? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, some coaches, you know, they're, again, I was very tall for my age back then, so that kind of grabbed people's attention, um, mm -hmm. but I, I was most definitely a deer in headlights when I first started. Um, well, there's yeah. no doubt about that. It sounds like a very, a very abrupt transition from, uh, equestrian into basketball and then by grade nine you're a very competitive basketball player so can you just kind of paint us a picture of like what your development looked like from grade seven to grade eight and entering high school because it, it sounds like you took a very big step forward in that three-year window yeah that three-year window was huge for me actually um I think confidence was the biggest thing I was coming into a sport that I never really played um that well at all before so I really needed that confidence and once I got that confidence and I can honestly thank um my trainer Tyler at the time because I think doing the strength training really gave me that confidence mm -hmm. um, 
I think that was my breakthrough was, you know, actually having a trainer and building that strength. Um, so definitely the confidence and definitely I was having fun. There was like a point where I was like, this is actually really fun. And then by then it just came natural to me. It wasn't, you know, no one had to drag me to practice or um, drag me to tournaments. I was always looking forward to playing. Right. So there's, there's a, is there a deep like love connection with you in basketball or was that more with you in equestrian? Um, no, like I, I, I've always loved equestrian and I had my horses for the longest time, but um, there was something with basketball that I just had like a very big passion for. And once you have that passion and you are starting to become good at it, it, it just becomes fun. I remember I'd have like a two hour practice and I'd come home and shoot some more hoops or beforehand I'd be shooting hoops before I get in the car to go to practice. So um, I, it really became embedded in me. Where did that internal motivation come from to like have that type of awareness in like elementary school and early, early high school? Um, I think I was just always competitive. Um, and I just had that drive and um, I can really thank my parents for that. Cause they were like, my biggest supporters um but I just always had that drive in me and that competitiveness and that obviously roots back from riding it was mm-hmm. it was very competitive for me so um I kind of transferred that into um basketball very cool and let's talk about your high school experience so you went to St. Mary's correct yeah and you did just four years there nine to twelve uh, No, I did an extra lap okay. year so um, why don't sorry why don't we go over the you know the things you were doing were you playing club ball where were you training uh, what was your routine like in high school and then we'll tail off into your recruiting of grade twelve and thirteen yeah so grade nine um, I was playing for St Mary and obviously I was on the junior team at the time and that's really when like the strength uh, training came into play and was a little more prominent for me and. Um, grade 10 I actually was called up to the senior team so um, from then on I was I was playing for the senior team and I feel that really helped me a lot because back then I feel like um, I played in an era where um, sports was very competitive back then there was tons of talent and mm-hmm. every level at every school so I was very grateful to be in that era um, so yeah, from grade 10, yeah, I played senior. Um, we actually went to OFSA. We hosted OFSA uh, at St. Mary. Um, but we actually we actually did make OFSA, even though if we weren't hosting, um, we actually qualified for it on our own. Um, and all those years that I played, um, we won every Lagasa uh, final. So that was that was exciting. And had great teammates and everyone was very competitive. Sounds like a lot of program success. Um, yeah. And obviously with program success, there's, there's individual success. So um, I'm not sure if other, you had other teammates being recruited, but um, you know, what did your grade 12 year look like in terms of recruiting? Were you reaching out to schools or were you being contacted? Um, I was actually being contacted. So again, I should probably say from, um, all throughout high school, I was playing Blazers and I stuck with Blazers and kind of um, in between, I'd say grade 10, um, there was a new program that was starting called Jewel, which was a little more 
um, competitive and they play like a lot of tournaments in Toronto. Um, but I stuck with Blazers. Um, it was a great program. And um, I had people starting to reach out to me when I was in grade 11. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it, it was all it was all very new to me. Um, and it can be overwhelming at times. You're kind Absolutely. of like, wow, it's like I'm how old right now? And and how did you navigate that attention? Um, I think I, I think I handle it pretty well. Again, my parents were always very involved and um, just always very supportive. There was no, you know, maybe you should look at the school or anything. They just were always very supportive. Um, but I, I know the first school that reached out to me was Queens because um, we played a tournament there um, every year when I was in high school. Um, so I had a very good rapport with Dave Wilson at the time. Dave Wilson of Queens, sorry? Yeah, yeah, Queens. He's okay. a, he was the Queens head coach. So that was the first coach to re- reach out to you? And then what yeah. other schools were you being recruited by in grade 11, uh, 11 12, 13? And then also, like, uh, how did you, like, what sort of things were you navigating? So a lot of the young athletes at home are listening to this are kind of in the same situation you were probably in grade 11. So yeah. what types of things were you weighing so that the next generation can kind of have a, a better understanding of the questions they should be asking? Yeah. So, I mean, um, a big thing for me was uh, my schooling. I know at the same time I was, you're being recruited for basketball, but you also have to think of what you're doing for schooling because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, um, basketball isn't going to last forever and it's brutal but um, you really do need to focus on your schooling and where you're going to school so that was a huge factor for me and um, kind of weighing out you know what's the best place to play basketball and where am I going to succeed in academics so I felt like that was a big thing for me Um, I'm a big homebody I'm very very close with my family so um, for me finding a school that was, you know, I could go home at times. That was very big. So I I was being recruited to some D1 schools like Penn State. Um, very and cool. then schools all from the West Coast and East Coast in Canada. So um, again, the main thing for me was where am I going to get the best of both worlds where I can play competitive basketball and where I can succeed in my academics. And where you're, you're still close enough to your family. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And a lot of athletes want the opposite. They want to go far away and get space. So like, that's very individualized. Oh Um, yeah. So that kind of narrows down how you chose Carlton for me. So what was that process like once you committed to Carlton and you stepped on campus? Um, so I think I was like grade 13 was basically, I took it because I, I really had no idea where I wanted to commit to and I had all these options and I just really needed a year to think about where I wanted to go um and I was at one point aiming to go to the states and then I kind of thought what's the next best school here um that's very high intensity just kind of like d1 and that was Carlton for me um I was recruited by Taffy. He came down to the school and we had a big meeting and he laid it out on the table. And I thought that was the best place for me to go for academics and um, sports. So then it just, 
you know, I moved up there in June, so I was still kind of going to school, but just kind of doing some weight training. Um, and then once I moved up there, again, it's it's very overwhelming for a first year. You're away from home. Uh, you're now living on your own. I didn't do res. I lived with girls on the team. Okay. And, you know, right away, you're starting training like five times a week. What was the jump yeah. like? How did you how did you deal with the because I understand the same jump, you know, you think you're you're doing everything and you think you're working hard and then you get to university and it's like, OK, there's another level to this. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a huge wake up call. Um, you show I was 18 at the time. Um, so you're playing with people that are in their 20s that are very experienced. And uh, it, it took me a while to adjust to that it, it's it's high intensity um very structured um there there's literal homework that you have to do when you come back home um so i i guess what i could say is you just have to have that confidence throughout the whole time um because it is very overwhelming and it is very tense but it it pays off it, it's a great experience Absolutely. If you ended up with a, a national championship, let's dive into that. So but, the uh, yeah. national championship was, um, that was when I made team Ontario. Okay. Uh, that was grade 12. Um, and I was the only girl from Eastern Ontario and it was, that was a huge breakthrough for me. Um, I was very confident throughout the whole tryout process and that was very intense. And, um, it's probably one of the best memories I will ever have with basketball and one of the best experiences. Um, I got to travel everywhere. Um, I was living in Toronto for most, most of the summer and I had great, I had great coaching staff, great therapists, great everything. Like I, it was one of the best experiences ever. And cool. we actually ended up winning. Yeah. The national championship. Very, very cool. So, sorry, I just want to backtrack before I forget. So, we're at Carleton now. Um, you know, it's day one. And all of a sudden, you're probably introduced to the concept of a depth chart, right? Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about the growth that you personally experienced from, you know, year one to your last year. Let's paint a picture for the, the young athletes coming up because, um, you know, I kind of thought, you know, you're athletic, you get there, and the best athlete plays. But little do we know, it's more about, you know, understanding what the coach wants, like learning to yeah. be coached by your coach, I think is the the biggest learning point for first year athletes. Oh, yeah, it's it's learning to adapt. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and I think what intimidates a lot of first years, they play in areas or on a team where they're the most prominent player on that team. And then they're brought into a university environment playing high-level basketball. And they're kind of like, okay, well, I, I was very successful playing on this last team. And now I feel like I'm not the best. And that, that can be very intimidating for anyone. Mm -hmm. So when I showed up there, I was kind of like, okay, well, I, I really need to work on it. And I really need to adapt to this type of intensity and this type of training. Um so it wasn't just, you know, strength training a couple days a week. It was almost every other day, basically every day. And you'd have 
practices um, sometimes two days or uh, two times in a day. So the biggest thing was just really adapting to that. And then you're trying to also balance school as well and keeping those grades. Do you have any advice for time management? Time management. Um, I would basically say, you know, you really need to get your sleep. Um, mm-hmm. But you also making making a schedule for yourself. It might sound ridiculous, but literally having like an hour by hour schedule of what you need to do. One hundred percent. Say it because again. it goes by. Just make an hour by hour schedule. Yeah. And again, it might sound ridiculous, but it it really pays off. Um, because there'd be times I get home and it's like 11 p.m. by the time we're we're done getting our physio and everything and I'm I'm just whipped but then you're like oh but I have an assignment that's due um tomorrow or I have to read about 30 pages for school um so yeah managing managing your time and just being in a positive mindset um and then you really when it comes to basketball you still need to have fun with it you have to keep it fun because when you're not having fun with it, then that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I have for you, Emma, is what's your why? So, like, what is your internal motivating factor to do the things that you were doing when you were an athlete? Because, like you said, you have, you know, all the strength and conditioning, all the practice, the film, the homework, the school, like, all-encompassing. Being a student-athlete is all-encompassing. Yeah, the, the why to it is um... – it's it's a reward at the end of the day. Um, if anyone could have the experiences that I had, I wish they could because it is so rewarding. And there's memories that you will literally never forget, even if they are like 10 years ago. Um, it's, it's just all memorable. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is the reward to it yeah. and the memories. That's a big part of the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because there's so much talent hidden in this small town. Oh, for sure. And the issue is the young athletes, they don't see a whole lot of the older generation going away or getting scholarships. It's starting to pick up a little bit now, obviously, as as our generation kind of enters our mid-20s. But um, same thing, like the experiences I got to have, you know, playing and coaching football across Canada. It's not for everyone, but when I can see a kid that has the same fire in their eyes that I did, I want to grab that kid and and I want to, you know, mentor that passion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you see any coaching in the future for you? Yeah, uh, big time. I think when I stopped playing, um, you know, I had tons of injuries throughout my career that kind of put a damper on me, Um, but it becomes your identity. So when you stop playing, um, you're almost kind of like losing a sense of identity. And it took mm-hmm. me a very long time to adjust that. Um, and when I was in school, I was studying law. So there, there's no sports in that. Um, that was my main focus. And um, so it took me a very long time to adjust. And that's why now I'm in a completely different program, because I feel like I need um, – to have sports in my life it is literally part of my identity and you just can't get rid of that i agree for sure um next question do you have a 
Do you have a chip at all coming from a small town like Rockville? Like, did you carry that into the program at Carleton? Um, I mean, they had a couple of girls, um, like Kendall McLeod, for instance, that were Rockville girls that did play for Carleton. Okay. Um, and, you know, they were very good players for that team and they did very well. So, um, yeah, you, you could you could say that I did. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure, too coming into that but um yeah I was very proud to be from a little small town and um doing what I did and gaining a scholarship so and I have a question now I'm very interested in this yeah so it's different in across sports so what is the scholarship criteria for women's basketball at Carleton for example Um, grade point average what's the max they can give you do they pay for books etc yeah, they paid for books, um, and I believe it was like a um, they gave they gave you a couple grand, um, and then I believe yeah again books were paid for and you got a couple grand, um, and then you also were working like the summer camps, um, and then you would have to maintain um, a certain average. So I believe it was, I think it was like a. B plus that you needed to maintain okay. uh, and then yeah obviously going in you had to have a certain grade and then you could also get an academic scholarship right okay um so did you have a low point at carlton where you really had to overcome something or was it pretty much smooth sailing for you um i think there's always going to be something that you have to overcome um again i had um, a couple injuries there and um, at some point you know it, it gets very intense and you start to kind of burn yourself out sometimes so there, there was a point where um, you know I was I was stressed with school I wasn't playing um, the best I should have been and then I came across an injury so it was kind of just beating me down so there was a point where um, I really needed to be picked back up and, um, and that's what I did. And again, I can literally thank, um, strength training for that because it gave me my confidence back again. And you've mentioned that a couple of times that strength, strength training for you kind of grounds you and centers you and gives you the confidence. Can you speak to that a little bit more for the female listeners? Yeah. Um, I remember after I started doing strength training for the first time, um, I remember playing a game and I was posting up and I just remembered like I almost bodied the girl and I was kind of like shocked that I could even do that. And I remember my parents even said like the look on your face that you like completely did that was hilarious. And I'll just always remember that. And then I was kind of like, huh, this is fun. And just kept doing it over and over again. It validates the process. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you get huge confidence from that. And it expanded my game tremendously. Well, it makes you multidimensional, right? It makes you more athletic. And at at the bare minimum, let's say you're not doing like agility and coordination. Being stronger makes you faster. It makes you jump higher. It makes you more stable just sorry just being stronger I mean yeah um, it's it's such a foundation for moving properly a lot of young a lot of parents don't want to put their young athletes in strength and conditioning programs especially a lot of females but for the parents out there if you have a a daughter 
or, or, or a son, but specifically a, a daughter, they are going to hit puberty faster, which means their window for adaptation actually begins at about six years old. So if yeah. you're not maybe six to seven years old. So if you have an eight year old daughter who has a huge dream or wants to be an athlete moving forward, you have to put her in them in beginning classes for things like spatial awareness, because that's going to increase their athletic potential and their athletic ceiling down the road tenfold. Oh yeah. It makes a, it makes a huge difference. And I mean, I was as young as I was like, I was in grade seven, eight, nine, when I really, really started taking that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look like, back then you wouldn't see people really training that hard at that age. It was always kind of, you know, end of high school or like university. That's when you're really introduced to strength training. Um, so for me, yeah, that, that played a huge role. And if I could tell any young athlete or any young female athlete um it that that's what you should be doing that will be a huge um game changer for you absolutely and emma what was your favorite memory not necessarily at carlton but maybe just one or two of your favorite memories as a as a student athlete um i would definitely say winning the national championship and that whole process of um, the tryouts and when I made the team, I think that was that was one of the best moments of my life. It was um, very very intense weekend in Toronto, and um, I remember it was like 10 p.m. and they were calling numbers as to who was going to make the team, and my number was called and they gave me the news, and I'll just never forget that moment. And then winning a national championship and the people that I met throughout that program. Um, I was very lucky to play um, beside Kia Nurse, who now um, plays for the New York Liberty and the WNBA. And um, she coaches too. Pardon? Kia coaches uh, the the Kia Nurse Nike Elite basketball team as well. Yeah. One of my athletes is on her her team as well. So it's a small world that you know Kia is. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, she, it was very interesting playing alongside her. You learn a lot. Um, But yeah, I would say uh, winning that national championship and the people that I met throughout that team and just playing basketball in general. Absolutely. And, and do you have a take home message like for the, uh, the young athletes listening here? Like what's your deep, meaningful piece of advice that you want to pass on to the young athletes in Brockville? Um, to have fun with the sport that you're playing. Um, you know, you shouldn't be having to be dragged to a practice. You should be excited to go. And the main thing is to honestly have fun. Um, Obviously, you have to take it seriously at times, but at the same time, you need to have fun and have that positivity in it. And that's one of the best advice I can give anyone is just just keep having fun with it. Yeah, you have to find that balance for sure. Yeah. So this was season three, episode one of Athletic Insights. Emma, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And I'll have you back in the future. Yes. We're out.